I think we go to university or further education far too quickly after we finish high yeah. school. Like for I, us I to know what we want to do. I sometimes think for some people, not all people, for some people, education is generally wasted on your youth. Because, mm. you you know, for me, for example, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. And, and for me, I just, I ended up becoming an engineer. My dad was an engineer and... I like technical stuff, so that's but but it wasn't me ultimately. Yeah, you know, I'm still in a technical field. But what would you study now, if you were to? I don't know. If I you would had to enrol in something now, yeah. Say let's let's just like, imagine for whatever. life. Yep, and you could do oh. whatever. So oh. imagine imagine that instead of coming out of school and going to uni, you went out of you came out of school and somehow you got a job in project management engineering without needing qualifications. This doesn't happen. But we're just pretending that's the case, and then you get to this age where you're fifty. And life is rewritten in such that at this age, this is when you go and study for, to further your education. And it can be anything, anything. you want. What would oh, you pick? I'd, I'd go into arts. I'd be acting or, or media or something like that. Really? Oh, yeah, totally. We're, without doubt. I love it. So why aren't you? I, I quite enjoy what I do. And I can do this as, as I do it now. Yeah, but if you would pick to do something... For the pure sake of it, and mm. you can rattle it off that quickly and that certainly. Why aren't you doing something about it? Yeah, I don't know. Why do you ask these questions? <laughs> why, is, why do you? Why? Do you know, I got shit in my mind. Like, don't. Why are you just like? No, I'm gonna go just home. Gonna I'm gonna drop drive that home. bomb on you. I'm just gonna drive home. Like, oh shit! What am I doing? I'm just wasting my life. What is that? This you're is not a... wasting your life. <laughs> yeah, but, I, know. <laughs> I know. But no, it's true. Uh, why not? And it's funny because I thought you were gonna say philosophy. No, no, I like it. I like talking. I like ideas, but I, I, the, the, the creativity in 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 media, in acting, in in what gets portrayed to people. So any of the arts, you know, like I, even with stand up comedy, I, if I had been younger, got into it younger, I I would have carried on going with it. I think, but it's. When you've got a family and kids and that responsibility, I think it was a it was just a lot harder when I started because I started I was in my forties I think when I when I started. Um, so let's just pretend for a moment. Let's pretend that you've enrolled at I don't know the University of Melbourne. Or I don't know why I said that. Maybe because I think of Melbourne. I think of creativity. Um, you've neither. Neither. Okay. You've enrolled there because you can. Because you've got the money, because you've got the life, you've got the lifestyle, your kids are older, da 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 What would you be drawn to in the study of acting? What do you mean? Like, would you be drawn down the stand-up comedy? Would you be drawn to Shakespearean? Would you be drawn to theatre? Would you be drawn to backup oh. house? Oh no! It'd be it'd be yeah, theatre or so acting. Yeah, the acting side. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, what most do you? Are you drawn to a particular type of acting? Oh, I like it all. I really do. I love the dramatic. I love the comedy, um, and I love theatre. I all all of them. All forms of acting yeah. where you can be upfront, up in a in change, a role. Yeah, I love the idea. I don't think I'd be good at it. I'd, I love Shakespeare and, and you know when a, pers- a, a, a good person does Shakespeare, it's mesmerising. Like, why, why don't you think you'd be good at it? I think the language and the study behind it is a lot more. Like I think it's a lot of experience involved in that, right? 
yeah, to yeah. actually understand it and get into it. It's a really, really nuanced. It is, but you're quite a cerebral guy and mm. you do have a strong grasp of language and I think in the right setting you would be really engaging and really powerful mm. in an acting role. I think you've, I think, you know, you, in fact, when I think back to the many, many conversations we've had, you've even talked about using comedy from when you were a young person as almost a, a you know, a, lewd, a mood lightener, a, a way yeah, to connect definitely. with people, da, 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 right? Always. Why yeah. do I say da, 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 da? Anyway, um, so you always wanted to be in the army. It's my machine gun response. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wouldn't it be interesting for you to actually challenge yourself and to not Whoa, be that's... comedic and to actually be serious, serious and powerful and emotive and quite profound in mm. acting? I almost want to give you a little personal challenge on that one. My my um, New Year's resolution. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. It's it's fascinating. A friend of but mine. Don't get me has... wrong. It's not something I've not thought about. I go because that's not age restrictive. No, in fact, it's just not age restrictive. In fact, I would suggest, particularly in Shakespearean, the older you are, the more able and or theatre in general, authentic theatre in general, where it's about emotion and. And knowing when you when you felt something, you've actually felt it. Uh, yeah. it it's is it's easier to know the feeling that yeah, you yeah, yeah. want to portray. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you look at the best actors, they're good because they make you see and feel what they're what that person's mm. feeling. That's what makes it's that it. believable, relatable. Yeah. I can watch and that's the thing. People are really particular. I, I hate reviewers in the way they review movies. I, I can sit and watch a movie. It has to be really, really crap for me not, not to watch it, right? Yeah, the same. acting has to be really bad. But I can I can get into any part and, and empathise and be that person when I watch. And that's how I watch. I don't watch watching. I watch by being the character. Mm, wow. Yeah, but how do you get... How do you actually... If you want to feel what the person's feeling, then then that's how you'll feel it. Like uh, that's a, that's how I watch. I've never thought about the way that I watch before. Oh, I love it. I love see that whole science of acting and 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 this is why I used to love stand-up comedy and how it how it gets out there and the messages you could put across. It's funny, but it's also powerful as well if you do it right. So comedy was really your safe way, even though for most people comedy would be the least safe way to explore acting. For you, it was a safe way because comedy has been a constant for you or comedic oh. personality, lightness, you know, to diffuse situations, to bring people around, to connect, etc., has been a constant for you since you were a kid. So I think most people would see stand-up comedy as like one of the most frightening things you could ever encounter in life. Whereas you were drawn to that, and I see that almost as you're dipping the toe in to something that you're really passionate about, mm. but doing it in a relatively palatable way for you because it would be a way that you'd be comfortable to give it a go. Mm. But I reckon you would be phenomenal as a serious actor. Mm. And I think it's I, only fear that's keeping you away from doing like, that. Like I said, it's not something I've not thought about. 
I'm realizing now that you've thought about this a lot. Oh yeah, that's why how I love movies. Not, how has this not come up before now? You've talked about radio, so I see now the connection. Let, yeah, because it's like I, you're skirting around. You're skirting around what you actually want. It it's the it's the connection part of it. Like you know, you you can connect, and this was the one thing about comedy. When comedy works, when you're on the stage, it's about the connection. You have a limited amount of time in a set to connect with the with the crowd right they have to be with you mm. straight away and I, mm. I love that idea that mm. i i'm gonna stand there and i'm giving you the ability to judge me straight away on looks whatever you want to judge yeah. right but then then very quickly you have to see past that and get into me and that's what i loved about that, that's the for me the science of 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 comedy of acting is yeah is when you don't see the person and you're just you're actually into their ideas and their thoughts and their feelings, that's where it becomes Yeah, Profound. it's crazy, right? Profound. It's, yeah. Um Imagine being able to have that impact though, but actually cause really strong emotional, you know, sadness or love or joy or yeah. you know, or taking people on this entire journey, which acting on in theatre mm would be doing because you've got that audience for that, you know, one, two hours, however long your, your play is going for. Imagine being able to take that, which you've just talked about, and take an audience on an entire journey. Mm. Far out. So what that same question back to you, though. Ooh, what question? I know the, uh, about about what you would do, right, If 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 you could do whatever you could do. Right now. Right now. Oh, that gives me heart palpitations. Um, oh, my God. There isn't one thing that's leaping up. Interestingly, I went to philosophy. Mm-hmm. So my mind's gone, I would love to dabble in philosophy and learn more about philosophy. But I don't have the desire to do it. Not like you've just pulled out, bang, you want to you go down the, the acting path. What would I do if I could? I don't know. There's nothing jumping out. I I, I know it sounds wanky, but I feel like I am doing what so, I want to do. But that's the thing, right? I look at it and go, well, it's it's blatantly obvious to me that you, when I talk to you about what you do, you love it. I love you it. absolutely love it, I, right? You love literally. the connection. I mean, when you talk about people and breakthroughs that they make the, the the joy on your face every single times is sickening <laughs> you know it's and, oh, but it, but it is make you sick. but oh, that's but, funny but you, and you can see it I, I, like to me it's it's very obvious i go like your ability to connect with people talk to them you know get them to open up and and um get to the point they're trying to get to so easily i go it'll it'll be people based people building Mm. you know Mm. and it's which is what you do now right Mm. okay and that's why you find it hard because you you thoroughly enjoy what what you do Mm. do you know what i'd love oh this is embarrassing to even say this out loud no it's not no this is really embarrassing to say it out loud but i'm just going to be bold and do it anyway Mm. I, I have this really quiet, like I don't tell anybody this. 
I would love to be some version of Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, there you go. Like Australia's version of Oprah Winfrey. Mm. To have that ability to connect with so many different people, Mm. to talk about things that so many people want to hear and need to hear, to connect people together, even the way she interviews people, the way she gets people, you know, her Oprah's book club. She's engaged so many people in reading and and not only is she engaging people in reading, she's she's boosting and enabling authors who've had the courage to write. Um, her, you know, I go back to being a kid. I was only talking about this with someone I met this morning. Being a kid at home, if I was sick at, from school, mm. which was, you know, pretty rare and was home, I can actually vividly picture this. Sitting on the couch, my mum would have the ironing board out and we'd have Oprah on, the Oprah show, and we would be sitting there just so engaged in the show. And that went on for years, even, you know, well after that, when I was at school, at uni. Um, and mum and I would just sit there and watch these Oprah shows and see, prof- hear profound stories that real people were sharing with Oprah. Like real stories, not, Mm. you know, not fabricated bullshit that some of the, you know, reality TV shows and that were doing heartfelt, deep and meaningful, turning lives around. You know, Oprah was the first person I can remember who would talk about things like if you find your purpose, you know, you then have your life work, you know, and, 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 you you know, that whole, you'll never work a day in your life. And, you know, when you, when you're really, when you're aligned with your purpose and your passion and you can work in service in that way. I thought for all of these years of my life, I thought I'd missed the boat. I thought that that was everybody else's thing and not mine because I never felt like I had a passion or a purpose. And I was really good at doing things I discovered, not that I would have said that at the time, but I look back now and see that I was such a, I am a very, very capable person. So I would end up in these great roles delivering really, you know, being part of the delivery of really incredible things. And and yet never felt deeply fulfilled or satisfied. I remember actually feeling that there was something wrong with me, that why don't I feel deeply satisfied and fulfilled by these things that other people would give their left arm to be to be part of and to be doing. And so I often thought back to that. I thought, oh, my God, like I must have missed that boat. You know, I'd hear Oprah talking about purpose and passion, and I was like, to me, they were almost like dirty words, like things that I just missed out on. And now I get it. I entirely and utterly, totally and utterly get it. And now that I find myself feeling doing what I feel is my purpose and being able to combine it with my passions, it is the simple, most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. And and it's not about um, when I say wanting to be in some way like an Oprah Winfrey for Australia, it's not about the fame at all. It's not about the celebrity at all. It's not even to a significant perspective about the money. It's about the ability to be to be able to do what you do at a level that reaches a significant number of people that enables you to have a platform, to have a voice, to be able to continue to build and to lift more and more and more people up. Hmm. Which is 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 what you do with your business though, right? But on such a small scale and it's so frustrating in some ways because I'm like, 
you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what's happening. I'm hearing what's happening. I mean, you and I joke about the validation thing all the time, but you know, when I have people saying to me that either my mentoring or my workshops are making such a profound difference for them, I pretty much, you know, cry every single time that Mm. I know I'm making that. It's not me making that difference. It's me helping to create that transformation for those people. But it's like, you know, the horse with the bit in its mouth. Like I'm just chomping for it. I just want, I want to be able to do more and more and more of it and to Mm. scale it up to that level where you can have profound impact on a lot of people. Mm. And sometimes I think that's just not, you know, it is hard because you fight imposter, you fight, oh no, you know, that, uh, you know, I come from a really humble family Mm. from very humble beginnings. Mm. And it's, it's, there is part of my psyche that I have to fight against, which is that I'll never get that. I don't deserve that. Um, That's just not meant for me. You know, like my life will always be smaller than it should be. And it is a real conscious effort to push back against that and go, no, 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 no. That's just the psyche built in from where you've come from and and where you're, you know, you can, you can, the world is my oyster. Mm. The world is all of our oysters. But you, you, you can still be what you want to be and grow and still be humble and have humility, right? And I think that's a really important point that they do coexist. You don't have to be an asshole to be at that level. You and, know, and you don't have to be this person who's all all driven and um, walking over everybody to make a goal, right? And and you, I know you're saying that because you know that's been a challenge for me. And it really has been that I've always seen that, I don't know, maybe I just saw way too many examples growing up of, and whether it was in my own personal professional life or it was on TV or whatever, of people who seem to have made it, who did have this arrogance and this, um, you know, blowing smoke up their own ass and, you know, this real pompous, pretentious kind of false Mm. sense of confidence and ambition and, and whatnot. And I, and I really struggle with that. And so I think part of it is exactly what you said, is learning that you can be both. You can be humble and you can be um, successful. Mm, mm. And that success isn't a dirty word and that ambition isn't a dirty word and that it's more about flipping it on its head to make it not about you but about other people. And that if you're bringing something that other people value so much – why shouldn't you be bringing more and more and more of it to reach the people that need it and want it? Yeah, that's right. And that's, yeah, that's... that. Yeah, I that's, mean, there's a lot of people out there who do their job and don't ask anything in return, right? They don't mm. need to have their their names out there on the on the top of the 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 you know facebook pages or the instagrams or the linkedin pages right or the billboards they, or the billboards right um i'm not one of them um i'd i'd love to love to see my my name on a billboard or something like that well you right? could if you decided yeah, to pursue that's acting right. that's right but but for what i'm saying is for you for instance the the whole idea of you do it because you get the pleasure out of of it the of deep doing fulfillment. it. The deep fulfillment. Correct. Deep fulfillment. Right? You don't yeah. care about... But but if you saw thousands and thousands of people getting better in their life for you doing it, oh. you wouldn't care, right? Oh, you no. Bring it on. You wouldn't care for your on. name not being, Bring being it on. there, right? Yeah, you'd be, yeah. You'd be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting question about if... It, when you get asked this question about what if... if 
if you could do what you wanted to do, no questions asked, what would you do? It's a, it's a really powerful question to mm. ask yourself, I think. So yours is acting. Yeah, oh yeah. Yours would be you would act. Yeah. Mine would be I would continue doing this, but I'd be able to do it on a bigger on scale. On a bigger scale. Yeah, and be able to do more and more and more of it. Mm. And and I can't imagine getting sick of it. Mm. You know, obviously you'd scale it accordingly. Like I'd love to do more speaking. I'd love to eventually be at the point where I'm – I am literally on stage talking to audiences and and helping them in mm. a in a more um, profound way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You've made it. I could see in your face now. You've just like had this light bulb moment in your head. It's like mm, I've never really thought about it. No, I think I think that well. It's a, maybe it's, it's a question that, that that people should ask themselves, right? Maybe it's not so much haven't thought about it. Maybe it's more so haven't had the guts to admit it out loud. Yeah, you've just heard it through your own mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's and it, really... And there's something, there's something terrifying yet courageous when you have the guts to actually put it out there as to what you really want. Mm. Because yeah. then, you know, you risk your own sense of not getting there or risk of judgment or criticism or um, um, I don't know. And some of that's your own judgment and criticism. Um, but, yeah, once you put it out there, you um, – Yeah, the cogs are turning in your head now, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Yeah, I can see it completely. Yeah. That's, right, I well, think that's the challenge to, to people, you know. I, I think to to ask them – it's it's a scary thing to ask because you will you'll come up against those questions of – fear and I can't do it and all of that imposter and, and everything. But but at least you know, like you get that yeah. satisfaction that you yeah. know, right? And that's a really valid point because sometimes it's just in actually knowing is enough. And mm. then once you know and you can actually say it to yourself out loud, you then have the choice as to whether you actually want to make it happen or you can just go, you know what, it's almost enough that I know but – I don't, I don't need to get there or, or whatnot. But the one thing I was just thinking as you were saying that was, to me, I go back to the question that was fundamental for me when I did walk away from my career and decided to figure out what I wanted to do with my life at 43 after 23 years of, you know, really interesting um, corporate career. And it was, I just don't want to die wondering. I'm not prepared to die wondering. And for me, the question was, what do I actually want to do with my life? And I knew I'd never addressed it. And I knew that if I kept going the way I was going, doing, having great jobs, good money, incredible jobs, really, um, that it would be just so easy, so much easier. God, it's so much easier to just keep having a great, well-paying corporate role than just keep doing life the way you've always done it. It is really, really scary to break away from everything you've known and to go out there and put your neck on the line and have a go at doing something. But I literally thought back to our dear mate and who passed away eight years ago and I his loss to us was so significant for me that there was something in that sense of I just don't ever want to die wondering. Mm. I want to know that when I'm on my deathbed, I can look at my life and I can say, well, I gave it a go. Mm. Mm. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm. But if it does, oh my God, 
Like it'll be two years yeah, for me every day in you Feb- wake up and it keeps yeah. fulfilling you. Yeah, and you know? and in and it, it'll be two years in February, which I can't believe that it'll be two years of business in February, mm. and and you know, it is phenomenal when I think that that I've been able to make such significant change and find this and create it and and bring value and also bring value and purpose and fulfillment to myself you know Mm. i've got a long way to go and a long way to grow um but you know i'm giving it a go Mm. there you go i feel like i should add in a word that rhymes with that like ho 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 (laughs) Well, it is Christmas. I can't believe it's nearly Christmas. <laughs> I promise you, I'm still in September. Like, I really am still in September. When I say that to people, I think they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, like mentally, yeah. I am smack bang in September and I cannot comprehend that we're at the end of the that year. Christmas is literally weeks away. Yeah. Yep. Crazy times. Take Crazy times. Right, well... That, that was, was insightful for you, wasn't it? That was very insightful. Yeah. Quite profound yeah. for both of us, actually. Yeah, and I've always known. <laughs> yeah, but now that you've said it out loud. I know, now I've said it and you know. I'm on your radar. Yeah, I'm like, you're, I, I got I think this think that's guy. the thing. Yeah. You're you on wanted, my radar. You, want, you wanting people to live their dreams and then you're looking at me going, hmm, yeah, I'm working on this one as well. I'm already seeing the billboard, Ajit <laughs> Daliwal. <laughs> Headlining Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd love to do Hamlet. Could you imagine? Oh, God. Can I? Yeah. I've done it in my head a lot of times. Well, let's get it out of your head and let's get it happening, <laughs> hey? That'd be interesting, won't it? Yeah, yeah. right. We're going to get you on stage. Yeah, non-comedic. We're going to really... Yeah, that's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Non-comedic. We're going to really test your boundaries. You'll be exceptional at it, I have no doubt. <sighs> Just make sure I'm in the front row. And oh, make yeah. sure Free I've tickets. please got, um, you know, can come backstage and give you a... What do you give people... A bouquet of flowers bouquet or something flowers, when you've done yeah. it. I can tell you to break a leg. Literally, I can chuck a rose you at say, you. Break a leg and I will on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you can turn it into a comedy routine. Yeah, that's right. Righto. Wow. There we go. I think that's us. That was us. That was done, I reckon. I think we're done. Wrap for the day. Wrap Are we doing we it again? I think we should. Lovely. We'll do it again. See you then. See ya. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>